This is an RPR Newslink. Beginning today, the Bismarck Diocese will resume public masses under certain conditions. Those conditions include social distancing, Holy Communion only being received on the hand, and the continued suspension of the sign of peace. Bishop Higgins' full statement with modified directives, including for weddings, funerals, and baptisms, can be found online at bismarckdiocese.com. The Kirkston Diocese has canceled the 2020 St. John Paul II camp. The camp for middle schoolers was scheduled to take place mid-July, but organizers felt the most prudent decision was to cancel it in light of the challenges faced with COVID-19. All participants who previously registered will receive a full refund and will be updated on future opportunities. And in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, youth in grades 7 through 12 have some new formation opportunities this week, including two live-streamed events. Activities will include a discussion on vocations and discernment, a challenge to donate to local organizations that minister to the homeless and financially vulnerable, and a challenge to pray the rosary for an end to the coronavirus. More details can be found online at sfcatholic.org slash youth. This has been an RPR Newslink. As we continue to face new challenges each day, we at Real Presence Radio want you to know we're here for you. We're excited to announce that Monday through Friday from 9 to 9.30 a.m. Central during Real Presence Live, we'll bring you a daily Mass celebrated by one of our local clergy members. Listen to it on air or watch it on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. We know the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith, which is why we want to bring Jesus to you spiritually Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. during Real Presence Live. Be sure to tune in. Easter greetings. This is Steve Sponskowski. I hope you are all safe and well. It has been a great joy to serve as Executive Director for Real Presence Radio for just over 13 years. It has been a very blessed time for my family and a great opportunity to learn to serve and trust. Our family has discerned that the Lord is calling us to step out on the water in faith and follow Him. Where that will lead, we do not yet know, but we are beginning our search. I am working on a transition plan with our Board of Directors, and Real Presence Radio is now accepting applications for the position of Executive Director. It is a very rewarding opportunity for somebody with a great love for the Church, evangelization through radio, and a proven skill for leadership. For more information and a job description, call us at 701-795-0122 and ask for Brittany, or email Brittany at realpresenceradio.com. Thank you for all we have been able to accomplish together, and thank you for your continued prayers for Real Presence Radio and our family. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus Mystic Monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Yeah. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. We're grateful to have you with us. Did you know that while the coronavirus precautions continue, we are broadcasting the Daily Mass. It's celebrated by one of our local priests, and it happens live on the radio and through Facebook Live and YouTube as well. It happens Monday through Friday at 9 o'clock Central. Listen and watch live. The video will also be available to watch anytime after that. We are broadcasting live from St. Andrew's Parish in Brainerd, Minnesota. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi. Father Daniel Weiske is with us. And just before we, we talk to our next guest, I think it's interesting, Father, that uh, the last segment was just, uh, you know, about eight minutes set aside for Father Daniel to express whatever is on his mind and what the Lord has laid on his heart. 
I noticed they didn't offer me that same opportunity because <clears throat> I have things to say. They know that you would need at least a half hour <laughs> to <laughs> share the riches of wisdom. Just introduce myself. <laughs> I want to talk about me. <laughs> okay. Well, we have a, a, a friend of, uh, of both of ours with us. Um, Father Daniel, Deacon Chuck Welty is here. He's representing the Diocese of uh, Duluth. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about running a grocery store during, during these uh, trying times. Deacon Chuck, it's good to talk to you, my friend. Deacon Dan, it's great to be on with you. I wish I could have joined you in person, but uh, I'm a little too busy today. You're a little <laughs> busy today, and uh, there's some distance between us now, isn't there? Um, well, there will be. There will be. Okay, all right. I sense it. I sense some distance forming between <laughs> oh, us. No. Anyway, Deacon Chuck Welty um, is, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a little bit of a rundown of who you are. Oh, okay. Uh, that sounds great. Um, well, I'm the husband, father of five wonderful children. Our oldest is 23, our youngest is eight. Um, so it's great to have older kids and some younger kids as well. It's uh, a blessing, you know, it helps us to... Uh, when our last two came along, um, you know, just made us really appreciate, you know, what it's like to have young children around again, and I, I, so it's, that's been a real blessing for us. Um, as you mentioned, I own a grocery store right now. Before that, uh, I spent many years uh, living and working out east. Our, me and my our family, we all lived out there together in the Washington, D.C. area. I worked um, for the intelligence community, um, but I felt a call to the diaconate program, and I knew in my present circumstances out there that it wasn't really going to work out. Okay, it wasn't really going to work out at all. Um, just the way their program was set up and with my, my work schedule and commute and everything like that. And uh, one thing after another, um, found out a grocery store is for sale back back here in Minnesota. And, um, you know, we just started talking about it, and all of a sudden just everything fell into place. And we bought a grocery store eight years ago. Mm-hmm. This is where some of your, your wife's family is from, and there's a connection, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, so the connection was, so the store was originally uh, my wife's father's, and it's interesting because when we got married, her dad owned the grocery store and ran it, and, and I'm, I had no interest in, you know, the grocery business. I was actually an officer in the military at the time, and, you know, we had just different plans, and we moved out to, I was stationed in Utah, we moved out there, and just thought, well, you know, we're never going to look back. <laughs> and and then and so her dad sold the store uh, around 2000, so like uh, right around the turn, you know, the, the century there. And um, you know, and there again, like I said, I had no. Hey, great! I'm glad he could sell the store. Glad it's not me buying it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing is, 12 <laughs> years after that, there I was buying this grocery store back from the the gentleman who bought it from my father-in-law, and happy about it. You know, happy yeah. to be able to uh, to take take ownership of that store and, and really start a journey towards the diaconate as well. Now, um, Chuck, tell us a little, you, you said you owned the store for eight years, is that right? Yeah, it'll be eight years next week. Okay, all right. So what, what's your experience as a store owner? How's that uh, giving you insight into, uh, in, into what we're dealing with right now? Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, I reflected on this quite a bit. So in some ways, for us, at the you know working in a in the grocery business, it's actually been very hectic and frantic. Um, probably similar to what other people are experiencing, but in a different way. Some people are experiencing this this you know hecticness and franticness because you know they don't have a job, for instance. Mm-hmm. And they're wondering mm-hmm. how how am I going to keep going? Whereas for us, we're sort of overwhelmed 
with the amount of work there is. Um, so we've been trying to add extra staff and so on, and, and just all the different things that we're trying to do to help people. Um, we had started an online ordering system a uh, year and a half to two years ago. We started looking into it two years ago and got it online a year and a half ago. So we were prepared to to be able to offer online ordering where people could put, place their order online and just come to the store and pick it up. You know, they didn't have to come into the store. The only contact is the person bringing their groceries out to them. So we were prepared to help people in that way already. Um, but the other, you know, the other way that, you know, I, I check in with the food shelf. They're open on Tuesdays and Fridays in our town, and so I try to check in with them at least once a week to see how they're doing, do they need extra donations, things like that. And I think that's actually going to become more important the longer this drags on, um, just because I think people are going to need more and more assistance than, you know, right now I think everybody's, most people are okay. But so, we, you know, we're just trying to cope with it as best we can, just like everybody else. It's just a little bit different perspective for us as far as just we see so many people every day and, um, you know, our hearts go out to all of them as far mm-hmm. as you know, the different situations that they're in. And tell us a little bit about, um, you know, you're, you're a deacon, you're, you're a store owner, that those, those two things aren't, aren't uh, separable. You know, they, they, you're a deacon as you, as you uh, own and manage a, um, a store, whether it's a grocery store or any other business, and it's in, in the secular world. How does being a deacon affect your actions and, and your management style? Um, so on my, on, my, on my good days, when, you know, when I'm open to the Holy Spirit, <laughs> it affects me in a positive way, and I, I think I, you know, I'm, I manage well, and I'm you know, there for the customers and so on in, in a way that reflects you know, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes, though, because I'm human like all of us and I have many faults and, you know, struggles, you know, I revert into my, <laughs> my regular, not my regular person, but my, the person that's not necessarily the, the good deacon, you know, and then it's like, you know, you know, I struggle with employees or customers or whatever and just having that attitude, you know, instead of having the attitude that I'm here to serve, you know, it's easy to lose sight of that sometimes because you're in that daily grind and, and to remember that, you know, as a deacon, you're called to serve and then you know, the grocery business is an excellent place to really, to, to, to fulfill and live out that vocation of calling to serve. And so, you know, trying to put those two together, it's a struggle for me, like I said, just because I have, you know, so many faults and weaknesses, but it's definitely something that's helped me, um, you know, my vocation as a deacon has helped me grow, I think, more in my management style and, and just living out uh, my vocation through my work. And thank you for tuning in to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Daniel Weiske with Deacon Dan Gosha, your host. And Deacon Chuck Wealthy is with us from the Diocese of Duluth, sharing about his experience right now as a grocery store owner. So thank you for joining us. And, thank you. you know, as you're, I remember one story you told me, Deacon Chuck, about um, you ordered certain supplies and products and different you know, rotations throughout the year. There's this one paper product that you said you tend to order once a year because there's discounts and things for volume. Could you tell us about that? So, yeah, so what we, so typically, um, you know, toilet paper, we order it, yeah, typically once, maybe twice a year, and we get in pallets of it, because we can store, we have a, we have a nice-sized warehouse in the back of our store, and, and, you know, there's no expiration on toilet paper, and so we get a real good deal, usually um, February-ish, and so we, we'd order in all the different kinds, the Charmin's, the Angel Soft, the Cottonelle, everything, we have it all stacked off in our warehouse, and it's typically lasts us a good six to eight 
you know, months, maybe maybe even longer, some of it. And so when this whole thing hit, and we heard about all these stores, you know, selling out of toilet paper, I was like, well, that's, wow, we have to- plenty of toilet paper. So I told everybody on Facebook, hey, we have plenty of toilet paper. Oh, dear. And that lasted about a week. Oh, dear. Yeah. A year's so, supply. Yeah, gone in a week. Yeah. You know, it was just crazy. And, you know, we had, so my, my two daughters that live down in Kansas, um, we had to mail them toilet paper. <laughs> Because wow. they couldn't get any down there in Lawrence where they're at. Um, my wife's wow. sister lives in Austin, Minnesota. We mailed her toilet paper. Another sister, my wife, lives over in uh, Morris, Minnesota. We mailed her toilet. You know, oh my so gosh. It's like, depends who you know. Yeah, putting out toilet paper to people because they can't get yeah. it. Well, how did you deal with customers that were nervous about that kind of thing? Well, you know, we just so what we started doing because we're in a good position that we have two suppliers, and so we get four trucks a week. You know, two from each supplier, Mondays and Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays. And so we're able to balance on, actually we have a third supplier that delivers on Wednesdays, so really we're getting trucks five days a week. And so we've been able to balance out the toilet paper. And for a while we had to keep it in the back, just because otherwise anything we put out was just gone, right? Mm-hmm. And so what we did is, um, when people would go down that aisle, I would just, if they were looking, I'd just say, can I help you find something? And they'd say, well, I'm looking for toilet paper. I said, I have some in the back, you know. And then we'd just ask them, how, how big is your family? Because, you know, we had different sizes, and so we'd just bring it out to them. And, and that way we just made sure that we could supply to the people that needed it, mm-hmm. not just the people that were worried that they were going to run out. Right, right. You know, that way nobody was going to run out because we, ha- we were controlling the supply and helping everybody make sure that they all got what they needed. Very fun. Do you have any yeast? I have to make bread tomorrow. I can't find yeast anywhere. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Jeez. There again, um, we have all these different suppliers. In fact, we have uh, one-pound boxes of yeast. <laughs> wow, that, that'll do which it, Which is a, it's a, a pretty large <laughs> size. That'll last you a long time. That'll do it. I'm supposed to make bread tomorrow. We've been out of yeast. I can't find yeast anywhere. So. Oh, no, yeah. I really wish I would have come down. To I wish you would have, too. Rice and yeast. So w- what's going on these days, uh, uh, Chuck, Deacon Chuck? Uh, you're, you're, you're changing your, your path here. You say you're going to own a, a, a grocery store. For just a little bit longer, and then a change is happening. Tell us about that. Certainly, I. Um, it actually started about two and a half years ago. I went on a, on a silent retreat, mm-hmm. and uh, I was praying in front of in adoration from the Blessed Sacrament, and you know, I just really felt, you know, a strong call to to sell the store. And and I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, I would be pretty tough. If I sell the store right now. You know, we have lots. We owe lots of money on the store. You know, I don't really own it. The bank and I, right? And uh, I'm like, but whatever you, whatever you, you know, will, Lord. So, I'm like, I don't know what I'll do then. Um, and uh, so I, we started, in, you know, you don't just put a for sale sign up in front of a grocery store, kind of like you do with your house. Right. You, you start asking around and sort of quietly advertising among other grocery store owners and so on. And uh, it, it, it made sense at that point, you know, to start putting the, the store for sale because, the way the grocery business is going, you either have to grow, i.e. buy other stores and have more than one store, mm-hmm. or you need to kind of decide to get out. Mm-hmm. The single store owner is going to is going to go away, mm-hmm. most likely. That's the trend I foresee. Now, I'm not necessarily a prophet, but that's mm-hmm. just the trend I see. And so that all made sense from that perspective. So I was like, okay, Lord, I understand. You, it's probably not my call to own more than one grocery store, especially if I'm going to be a deacon and fulfilling all that you you know you require me as you know as a, as a deacon. So, and Chuck, we um, just have just a short time left. Oh, okay. Can you, can you I tell us where, where you're That's all right. You're doing great. <laughs> so anyway, so just speeding it up. 
with a store for sale. And then I started looking around for a, a job, and I thought I would just find something in, in the in the diocese of Duluth. I mean, I figured that's that was that's a great plan. Sell the store, I'll do something full time for the church. But I couldn't find anything full time for the church. But out of the blue, I get a call from Benedictine College where I've sent our where we've sent our two oldest girls, and they were asking me if I'd be interested in being their director of IT. Mm-hmm. And long story short is we I interviewed, went through the whole process, and um, about three or four weeks ago, they called and offered me the position to go down there and be their director of IT at the college. So I you could move, be happier. You, you move when? Um, well, I have to start next week, actually. Uh, okay, all right, all right. So, okay. From yeah, one I'm essential business to another. One essential business to another. Deacon Chuck, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's I, I love to hear your stories, and I, I love your friendship as well. Please hug Lynn for us and say hello to your uh, to your five wonderful children as well. Thank you very much, Deacon right. Dan. Thank you. Father Daniel. God bless, brother. Yep. All right, up next, she has her dancing shoes on. I gotta look and see if she does. Hear how Principal Jan Nagel has been uh, doing the coronavirus dance, moving teaching from the classroom to an online setting. This and more as Real Presence Live continues. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.